Welcome to How She Creates. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Lauren. And we're here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite artists to learn how they create. We'll discuss creativity, tips, tools, inspiration, and life as an artist. We hope these conversations leave you encouraged to make more stuff and share it with the world. This episode of How She Creates is sponsored by Get Messy Art Journal. Get Messy is an art journal membership community that shares tutorials, inspiration, prompts, interviews, and challenges each week. Get Messy has an amazing community of artists who are waiting to welcome and support you in your art journey. Learn more about Get Messy at GetMessyArtJournal.com. Today, Kaylee is interviewing Kate and Roxanne about our most favorite topic in the whole world, art journaling. These incredibly talented ladies share all about their creative stories, the best supplies to use, how to make time to make, and how to get started. Art journaling is an amazing creative outlet that literally anyone can do, and we hope that you will take paint to paper, scissors to magazines, and glue to everything and create pages with us today. I am so excited to be talking about my favorite way to create, and that is art journaling, and I've got Kate, and I've got Roxanne here. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hey. (laughs) Let's kick off by you guys telling everyone who you are, what you do, and what brought you to creating through art journaling. Kate, you can go first. Okay. So I'm kind of, I consider myself kind of like new to art journaling. I haven't even heard this word literally like a year ago when I started the whole thing. Uh, I came across this word somewhere like socially, on social media and I thought what is it and I started looking through different pictures and uh, I kind of got into this movement like making little pages with uh, different mediums and uh, this is my way of getting into art journaling it's basically I never studied any art or anything like this so I guess this is how I started through social media, something like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And tell us a bit more about yourself. I'm from Russia. I'm from Moscow. And uh, I'm an English teacher. And um, yeah, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why your English is so good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was very disappointed. I expected you to, you know, have that like Russian. Yeah, like a heavy voice. Russian accent. Yeah. I can do that. Oh, that would be great. I think you should do that for the rest of the interview. Okay, I do that. <laughs> uh, no problem. Oh my gosh, that's the best. Oh my gosh. It's going to be great. Okay. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because it's such a contrast such a contrast from how you actually speak it's really funny it's a little bit scary (laughs) i know the russian does sound a little bit like heavy i say i would say i don't know yeah okay roxanne tell us about yourself yeah so i'm a, a mixed media artist and illustrator and maker of things i typically throw that into my title of 
things there. Um, I'm based in Los Angeles. So I've lived in LA basically my whole life. Um, but I've been studying art and practicing art literally my entire life. So since I was a young kid, uh, my mom is an artist. So, uh, when a lot of kids, you know, were going to soccer practice and whatnot, I was actually going to, um, like a little drawing school and learning how to draw really early on. Um, I studied art in college. Um, I've dabbled in some graduate work as well, slowly chipping away at my master's in fine art in painting and drawing. Um, I did attempt to teach there for a bit. I have some um, experience as well in just art education and teaching high school. Um, But then I ended up just kind of nurturing this career path of being an artist full time, which is what I do now. Um, And primarily what I work in is is journals or visual journals, art journals, really fancy sketchbooks. (laughs) That is uh, what I do now. Yeah. Awesome. Do you think that your creative path was kind of forged by your mother and your family? I think most people, you know, being an artist is really not expected of them. And a lot of families push you away from that. Do you think that your, your environment pushed you towards it? Was there pressure on you to be an artist? Was it something always inside? Yeah. Well, there was never any pressure to like become an artist. And and I'll say this too, in that my mom has no formal training. She's completely self-taught and she is coming more from an art education standpoint. She was teaching like for children's projects and for various art programs at schools um, at the elementary and middle school level. So it was for usually smaller kids. Um, It helped me be exposed to things because certainly she was bringing home interesting media and projects and I was like her guinea pig for things. So the exposure was definitely because because of my mom. Um, but in terms of making it into an actual career, I really didn't aggressively pursue that until after college, because even when I was in high school, I felt like I didn't really have a supportive art teacher sort of telling me you can major in studio art. You can pursue this as a career path. Um, which was kind of one of the reasons why later on I thought, Oh, maybe I'll teach high school and be one of those teachers that I didn't have. So like my undergraduate degree, um, from UCLA is actually an art history because I thought, well, that's a more practical degree than getting a studio art degree. Um, but it wasn't until much later on when really, um, I quit my full-time desk job and I really started to aggressively make art every day and really create a pretty big body of work, um, that I thought, okay, I can actually do this myself and turn this into something. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty interesting. I always wonder how my children will turn out, you know, having art as part of their life and part of the way they grow up because I didn't have that at all in my parents. So it's just just something like that's, that fascinates me whether art is learned or if it's inherent, if you're born with it, if you're born with talent, if you nurture the talent only, if anyone can be an artist or if they're only like a certain few magical people. I mean, I think everyone has a bit of that magic though. You know, I mean, art at the end of the day, regardless of what you're doing is a technical skill. So it can always be learned and practiced. And obviously the more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. Um, But I think the level of interest definitely is based on who you're around. So my interest began early on because of my mom and seeing it at home, you know, but as I continued to nurture it, I think I grew it out of just practicing it and doing it. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I agree that actually 
anyone can uh, be an artist. Uh, once you start doing it, like practice, I don't know, whatever you want to do, it's just going to get better. Yeah, totally. And we as humans at the core want to create. I mean, that is just one of our basic functions, you know, just as we get older, we, we somehow lose that along the way a bit, you know, that's really mm. sad. Um, Lauren is an art therapist and she teaches art therapy to young kids and she always talks about how easily they create and they create without boundaries and without analyzing and all that and that freedom's so amazing and I feel like it's really sad that we lose it that's why I think art journey is so great because you know, it feels like you can play a lot more. It's a lot less intimidating than a big piece of canvas or something. You know, if you if you don't like the piece of paper that you've been painting on, you just turn the page or you tear it out or you gesso it or whatever. Yeah. 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 There's no actual rules. You can really just kind of do whatever you wanted to do. That, I mean, that's kind of how I got more into it because when I was in art school, um, I was miserable doing oil paintings and charcoal drawings and all sorts of things. I needed something where I could just do whatever I wanted and there wasn't someone grading me or telling me this is wrong, this is right, whatever. Um, that's what's so great about it. Exactly. Yeah, and you basically do it only for yourself. Well, at least exactly. like in the beginning. So it doesn't really matter what you do and how it looks like. You, the next day you cut it into pieces and make another page of it. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. So what is what is your definition of art journaling? I know, Kate, you were saying that you were art journaling before without knowing that it's called art journaling. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, making anything on the page literally mm -hmm. like i would sketch a little bit then paint a little bit then add i don't know whatever like stickers or something uh, which would make a page that i like or that i don't like and this is how they this became kind of like art journey for me yeah what's your definition roxanne yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think I've been, I just, when I think about the work I've made over the years, I think I've been art journaling and I have my hands in quotations, art journaling for forever, just because it really is just kind of a form of a sketchbook and that you can put anything you want, practice, layers, paper, paint, whatever. Um, more recently, I feel like I've been actually struggling with the title art journaling. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it. I feel like we need to rename it. I don't know. I feel like it needs to be more like visuals, <laughs> visual sketchbook. I feel like is what it, is. it needs to be more towards. Um, only because I feel like it just, I don't know. I don't know why that just, I've been wrestling with the term art journaling. I think sometimes because it's, it can very easily cross over into like scrapbooking. Um, mm. more recently, I think as it becomes bigger and there's products and there's stuff, mm -hmm. you know, you go to your regular craft store now or whatever. And it's like, you know, art journaling is like, it's like a thing, which is totally fine. And I, and I love that it's becoming a medium that is more out there, but I feel like we maybe need to rename it visual sketchbooks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. tricky because I feel like sometimes now it's very easy to fall into like that sort of layout mindset where, and I've seen other people talk about this where they're like the layout of this spread or whatever. And I'm like, 
no, let's, let's use words like composition, you know, stuff, stuff like that. But again, Mm -hmm. I'm also just speaking from my own perspective. So I really can't even be putting these rules into place because I'm just thinking of my own work that I have, you know, I'm coming from a bit of an illustration figurative art background. So a lot of my work has paintings, illustrations, drawings, all that stuff is really fused into it, less intuitive, more actual, I'm working towards an end result. Mm. Do you think that there's a pure definition of art journaling then? If one can call it pure. Not, not yet. I I think, I think it will come, but Mm. I think it's still in this growing stage of it's, you know, people are moving from one genre to another and there's all these sort of little subgroups of things. Um, I do, I do typically think that there are two trains of thought with art journaling though. And I think that maybe that's where a definition or a true name is going to come about because I think that there's kind of two ways to function. You're either on the intuitive side where you're really abstract, you're following your gut, you don't have a plan, you're playing with color, like all that sort of stuff, or it's more of that, visual sketchbook sort of direction and that it does have the paintings, the illustrations, more of a focal point that's happening. So I, yeah, I can just speak to the kind of those two subgroups. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost never do any journaling actually on the page. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not into writing down stuff. I'm more into like abstract and sort of like uh, intuitive painting things. But lately I got into sketching. So I kind of add a lot of say, like sketches into my pages and maybe a couple of words. But but um, mostly I never, ever add any text. Mm-hmm. It seems like a bit wrong to me. I don't know. I'm the same way, actually. I'll do it with song lyrics. I'll use like someone else's words. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. On occasion, but they're like never my own. Something, yeah, something like interesting, like an yeah. interesting phrase or something. Yeah. yeah. Totally, I feel I totally like get that. I feel like so much more can be said through paint and through marks and scratching and pencil than can be said through words. I feel like. Um, that's why it's nice using someone else's words because they say exactly what you feel, but they know how to say it. So when you are journaling, there's a lot of pressure to use words. Um, and then with the paint and with the art and all of that, you've just got a whole new language to explore that is just so much easier to express yourself with. Oh yeah. It's visual style yeah. storytelling is what it comes down to. Yeah. Mm. Besides the freedom of art journey, what else do you like about it? Uh, I like it because I, um, at the moment, I only do it for myself. So that is like the freedom of expression of anything that I feel like expressing or doing or saying or painting. So this is why I like this form of art. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I feel like I'm, I'm in the same boat as well. Um, I think also just, there's no rules. I'm able to just do whatever I want. And I think that it is a bit of a control thing too, that I have full control of, of what I'm doing because there are no set rules, like some other type of figurative form of art. Um, and it just, for me, it takes me to my happy place. You know, when I, again, it, you know, I really got into it because I was miserable in art school and I needed that sort of outlet where I could just enjoy myself and maybe not 
take things so seriously and just do whatever I wanted to do. So do you share everything that you make online? How do you decide what you share and what you keep to yourself? Since art journaling is inherently not is selfish. Mm, that's a bad word. It's personal. It's yeah, personal. Yeah, it's personal. Yeah. Um, I know for me, at this point, I think I typically share everything. And that's only because one spread can take me months to finish. So when I have something yeah. finished, it's like, oh, thank God. I got, I got something new I can put out on the internet, you know? So I think at this point, I, sh- I do share everything. And speaking again to the words thing, I'm not actually writing words. And I also don't reveal the meanings behind my spreads. I don't Mm. talk about them. I don't Mm. talk about what they mean. Um, because I like having them open to interpretation. I want to hear what other people think, what, what makes them feel. Um, so yeah, at this point I, I share everything. I, I normally have like three or four different journals, like sketchbooks and I do bits here and there. And, uh, the pages that I share um, are not exactly very personal sometimes. They're like visually interesting for me or something like this. Or if I discovered something that I really like that I want to share. So, yeah, I don't normally uh, share everything, every page that I make. Because there's a lot of like mess everywhere that I make. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that sharing adds to the whole process of creating art? It's tough to answer. I mean, I feel like it's different because at this point it's my job. So, you know, it's part of my creative business. So I need to be sharing work. Um, If anything, I think there's maybe even more pressure to share it um, because then I feel like I'm not able to grow or, you know, yeah, it's hard to explain. It's just, it's hard because now it's, you know, my business, it's tricky. Mm. Mm. You, Kate? Uh, I don't know. I only share because I like sharing this page particularly. And it's, for me, it's just basically fun. So I like to see what people think about it and just to show whatever I did. So it's basically based on my feeling of sharing this or that. Mm. So for me, sharing is kind of saying to the page that I am done with you. You're out in the world now. You're no longer under my control. But I am a lot less deep in my art journey than both of you are. So I don't know, with your pages, I assume, how do you know when they are finished? (laughs) You know, it's not as easy for you guys to say, okay, I'm done now because it's got so many elements and you could just keep going on forever. How do you decide when a page is done? For me, it's usually one of two things. Either uh, I'm sick of it, I'm tired of adding stuff to it, or I don't have any room left to add stuff. Um, (laughs) Just because I jam pack my pages. So it's usually one of the two things. And again, it takes me so long to finish one spread. Like literally one spread can take me months to, to, for me to feel like it's finished. Mm. Uh, for me, some of the pages are never finished. Sometimes I look at them and I want to add something to them. Uh, sometimes if I work on 
I've been lately into working like on plywood things. It's like a bigger surface for me. And I do something completely intuitive and then I leave it. And then it takes another week for it to, for me to look at it and see, well, it's not something that I like. And then I start over, over again. I like completely cover it with another layer and it starts over again. So for me, it's like never ending process. But when I feel like it's finished, I like forget about it. This is when it's completely finished. I don't, I don't like look at it ever again. It's, it's in the past, something mm. like this. How long does your page, does a page for you normally take? Uh, a page would take, it can take like 15 minutes or uh, I can come back like the next day and do another 15 minutes. Usually on a page, it's for me, it's much less time than on a bigger surface. Mm. So not as long as Roxanne then. Yeah, no, <laughs> so no, 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 no. Her pages, your pages, Roxanne, are like uh, like so detailed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so yeah I, the more stuff I can shove in, the better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about process. What's your process, Roxanne? Uh, you know, I don't have a a set process because it's different every time. Like I start every spread differently. So it really just depends, at least in terms of like building up a foundation or a layer before I, I, or layers, usually it's, you know, before I get to illustrative elements on top, you know, it can take anywhere from five to seven layers of paint and paper for me to feel like it's ready for those like painted elements. Um, But it's different every time. It's, I don't really have a set process. Usually just, building, 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 and then either painting a drawing, painting a drawing, more layers, and then doodling, like just finishing out with pens. I guess that's the one thing I can say. I always finish everything with pens. So that's probably my one process that I have in stone. (laughs) Uh, For me, the process is, I usually start, uh, I usually start in a sketchbook. I do a little bit of sketching, and then I feel like I want to do something bigger. And then the process, the process, like, um, I'm like carried away with the process sometimes. So I can sit and like draw a paint or sketch or do whatever, like for, for some, like an hour or two hours. And then I, the next day it will be like five minutes on the same page, something like this. Mm. Mm. So do you have a routine with your art journaling? Do you go every day at 8 p.m. and decide I'm going to art journal today? When do you choose to art journal? I wish I could do that. See, like routine and schedule. Uh, I definitely don't have a routine time. I just do it when the mood strikes. Mm-hmm. I try to do it every day. So at least at some point every day, whether it's like an hour, two hours, I'd say minimum an hour to two hours a day. Um, but I usually just will do it based on if the mood strikes. So if I am feeling it and I'm in the zone, I'll do it all day. Like I'll just go for like 10 hours. If not, then usually it's like an hour or two a day (laughs) when the mood strikes. (laughs) I usually do it in the morning. Um, I feel like doing it in the morning if I have time. Uh, I almost never do it like late at night. I don't feel it. So, yeah, I kind of like, I really want to do something 
in the morning like sketching so this is when I do it mm. I'm also a morning creator yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Roxanne you were saying that you tend to create when you're feeling it what happens when you're not feeling it yeah it's you know it's 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 been a while since I've had that and I think it's because it is my full-time job now that I actually have more times where I'm craving to do it um, or even just to make it for myself um, because I am like, you know, like I'm just thinking like more so recently, you know, I've been teaching a lot. So it's like on weekends I'm traveling somewhere to teach or, you know, I'm working on an online class or whatever. So I'm usually making demo spreads or, or things for classes. So um, those times where I do have any little bit of downtime to, work on something for myself or just be working on new work is like so exciting to me. So I really haven't had that dry spell in a long time, but I can speak to when that did happen for me, um, in terms of not feeling in the mood, I would force myself to do it. I would say, Nope, I haven't made anything today. I need to sit down and at least do something generally just by starting to do something, pushing some pain around scribbling. You do end up getting into a groove. I think, Mm -hmm. um, Wine always helps too. Just pour yourself a glass of wine and and get to it. (laughs) Do you still end up enjoying what you make when you're not feeling it? Is there a difference? Um, You know, it it comes and goes. Sometimes I won't like what I'm doing, but then it just becomes a foundation layer for something Mm. later on. Or the next day I end up covering it with something else. Um, I also very rarely am I working on just one thing. I'm usually working on anywhere between six to 10 spreads at a time. So I'm always bouncing between things. So it's not very often that I have that. I'm hating this moment because I'm always just the second that starts to bubble up, I can just jump to something else. Mm. Can you tell the difference between the art that you make when you are incredibly inspired and the art that you make when you have to start, you have to force yourself to start? No, not necessarily. I think the only thing that reflects between those kind of like different feelings of when I'm making art is how quickly I can get it out. So something that I'm feeling really inspired and I'm loving, I can finish within maybe like four to five days. Something that's maybe is I've kind of nudged myself to make, or I've kind of just done bits and pieces. Then that might take me a couple of months to finish. Mm, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kate, what about you? What do you do when you're not feeling it? Uh, I just uh, don't do it. <laughs> because I don't really have to do it, then yeah. I don't do it. Uh, but I, but honestly, I'm like really lucky that I feel like doing it. So this is why I do it, and it makes me. It ma- I do it only because it makes me feel happy. This is basically the reason mm. I'm doing it. So if I'm not feeling it, you know what? Forget it. I'll do it like tomorrow. Yeah, I used, to, like mm, I used to be the type of person that would force myself to do it. Um, mm. And then I got pregnant and my whole life turned around because I've been very sick with my pregnancy. And there's a difference between not being able to create something because you're feeling uninspired and not being able to create something because you can't get out of your bed, you know, and it's it's intense like i've had now okay i've i've started creating again thank goodness um but i had 
three months, four months where I couldn't make anything. And it's a horrible feeling. And there's like so much stuff built in, like built up in me. And like you were saying, Roxanne, I think you articulated it really well. Like now that I'm able to make something, there's just so much in there. And I'm just like making, 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 making. And my pages don't take months or days. They usually take, I don't know, three hours. But now they are taking like 15 minutes, you know, like I know exactly what you're talking about with needing it to come out and yeah. All of that. You got to ride that. You got to ride that wave. Just keep cranking it out until it, you know, (laughs) ride that wave. Gosh. And it doesn't help because people keep telling me like, when the baby comes, it's going to be even worse. And I'm just, I don't know how it could be. (laughs) Yeah. But see when you're, but when you're up in the middle of the night at like 3am or 2am or whatever, just make sure you have some paint out and a book open. (laughs) You know what I mean? Baby in one arm, paintbrush in the other. You can do it. That is (laughs) great. You can do it. Oh shit, I'm the poor kid. I'm already moving all of my art stuff into different room. He's getting my art room. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe I must leave a few paintbrushes and stuff there. Yeah, he's definitely going to be creative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's got no choice in the matter. Since both of you share your art with the world and are quite open with your art, what do you do when you have criticism of your art or you have someone that doesn't like something that you're doing? Yeah, I think that just comes with the territory of sharing your stuff online. Um, I think the first thing that I can say to that is that I've developed a thick skin over the years just through my training, which has been absolutely helpful when I've had professors tell me that this drawing is horrible and I've gotten a D on something, you know, you build up a pretty tough tolerance to uh, criticism. So Mm. in that regards, I'm pretty tough about it. And I usually just accept it that that's part of sharing, um, my work. Um, that's also kind of another reason why I leave things open to interpretation that I don't explain a lot of things. And I get that a lot with my work, not necessarily like this is good or bad or what have you, but it's more like this is visually intense for me to look at just because my imagery is a little, um, on the dark side, (laughs) you know, if I've got chopped off hands or like, you know, an animal with intestines spilling out of it, people are a little like off put by it. Um, but I've just come to learn that people are going to follow me on social media because they see something in that. So, you know, it's not very often that I get, you know, trolls or like, you know, haters. So Mm. it it just comes with the territory. I guess (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm getting to. (laughs) Um, I just, uh, I guess I just block these people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, I think I just don't really care that much if somebody says that something, something that they don't like about my page, but I don't think that that actually happened that often because it's mostly like flowers now and stuff (laughs) that I share. I don't know. Yeah. You can't hate on flowers. Yeah. That's why I had to choose the subject, you know, (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about supplies. Firstly, what journal do you ladies use? 
I use an assortment of things. Um, it just depends on what I'm in the mood for. Um, I'm either in an altered book. Typically, well, it's like 50-50. I'm either in an altered book or I'm just in a blank uh, art journal of some sort. Lately, I've been using moleskins a lot. So I'm either in like a really small moleskin or in an altered book. Like a really small one is in the pocket ones. No, not the pocket ones. Although I do make my own mini journals. So I have, mm. so I guess I got to throw that in there too. So I'm either in a two inch handmade journal, the, what is it? Six by eight moleskin or just an altered book. Yeah. Mm. You Kate? I usually make my own journals. Uh, I really like the process of making journals. So then I have to use them sometimes for myself. But I usually work like in a like in a few journals at the same time. So I like them to be kind of like different. Like at the moment, I have two really small ones. And then I have my handmade journal. And then I have like a lined paper journal. So I like to try like different stuff. So, yeah. How do you do with the land one? I hate lands. I just paint over them. <laughs> I don't know. So did you just like I don't know. Just want to try like a normal notebook and see where where it goes, and That's it works. Cool. <laughs> I saw one of your handmade journals that you gave to Lauren. It is amazing. Oh, it's so beautiful. You. That's, I mean, I, I saw it in in my hands. You know, there are, I've seen you yeah, once. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's yeah, so I know different. You guys see- met. Sorry, like a couple of. I know you guys met like a couple of times already. Mm. Yeah, I think the first time we met was after she met you, and she just yeah she yeah, brought the I journal. So. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that the journal that you're using affects your art? Absolutely. Um, I know for me, if I'm in an altered book, I already have kind of like a pre-existing layer. It's like I already have ephemera that I'm working with. So it's much different versus just opening a blank book and starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kate? Uh, I don't really care, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I just start, start the page and it kind of goes on its own sometimes because mm-hmm. I don't have a plan normally what I want to do on a page and I just experiment with a page. So you're not worried about the different materials that you're using when you're using different paper? No, no, I wouldn't say so. I don't know. (laughs) And Roxanne, if you're using an altered book, but do you tend to use newer books? Um, You know, I know it totally varies. It just totally depends. You know, usually I choose the books that I'm going to alter based on the imagery that's in it. So if it's got cool imagery that's then I'll be like, okay, this is cool. Um, I usually am not thinking like, Oh, I want this really old vintage thing. You know, like there are certain specifications that a book needs to have in order to alter it. Like it needs to have thicker pages. It needs to be sort of matte, but it's got to have that cool imagery as well. So you're not choosing the books that need to be gessoed beforehand and prepared and all of that. No, I, I actually never use gesso. I never gesso. I never do any sort of prep to the books. I just am selective with them ahead of time. Yeah, so they don't fall apart on me later on. 
So then with the with the moleskins that you're using, are you using the sketchbook ones or the watercolor ones? No, I use the Art Plus. So the moleskin Art Pluses have the thicker page weight, so it can withstand um, really any sort of mixed media mm. stuff. Yeah. Kate, when you're making your your journals, what type of paper do you use? Uh, I would normally use watercolor either mm. watercolor paper or mixed media paper. And lately I've done a, a sketch, a journal with uh, black paper, which is a little bit of a challenge for me to use on my own. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it's experiment, ex- an experiment for me now. <laughs> and then with the black paper, are you still doing the same type of thing? You're not like... The, the uh, no, pages. but I tend to use more white. That's it. That's, that's the only difference that I noticed. Mm. What paint or what pens or what? Yeah, white anything. I use white uh, uniball pens, uh, Posca pens, whatever pens. Or white paint. Now I'm like really into gouache and I'm like painting with white gouache. Gouache is fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, expensive, expensive, but fun. I know <laughs> it is so expensive. My oh gosh. yeah, but it lasts. It lasts really long if you get a tube. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. It can't last you a long time. Yeah. What else? It gives you- such a fun, fun finish. It's like really matte. I love it. Yeah, the consistency is is really fun to play with. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What else are your favorite things to art with? Uh, I love uh, using ink, Niban ink, and writing or like doing little, I don't know, little drawings with ink. Yeah. Oh, I also, I'm very into watercolor pencils right now. And I love using a lot of water with watercolor pencils. That's this is what this is exactly what I'm doing right right now. <laughs> Roxanne, what are your favorite materials? Ooh, I mean, I use anything and everything that I can get my hands on. Um, I mean, typically I'm in acrylic paints. I'm on a watercolor kick right now. Um, I love oil pastels, colored pencils, markers, transfer paper. <laughs> All of it. Literally, literally anything and everything. Yeah. I'm on like, I've been using a lot of gold lately, like gold foil, gold uh, contact paper, literally anything and everything can end up fabric. I even had a shirt that I just bought from like the Goodwill and cut it up and put that into a thing. Like just <laughs> oh, literally any, so fun. <laughs> any, anything that looks cool goes in it, you know, it may or may not show up later because it gets buried by things but uh yeah anything yeah and everything (laughs) let's talk about the burying how do you not get attached to anything in your layers no you can't i mean i've just you you can't get attached to things um yeah you know that's something i have to convey to students a lot when i'm teaching is like Okay, guys, because when I, whenever I'm teaching, I do create a bit of a process, even though that's not how I work, like in my own studio, um, you know, and we'll go through maybe like six or seven layers in the course of just one day. So I have to tell them really early on, okay, guys, nothing is precious here. Like this little piece of ephemera or like scrap that you're putting in 
is going to get covered. So like, don't fall in love with anything. I'll tell you when to fall in love with it way, way later on. So yeah, you can't, I, yeah, just nothing is too precious early on, I think. Okay. So speaking from a complete layer noob, why are you making all the layers then if you're just going to cover them? Is it part of the process? Because things do peek through. So there are like tiny things that will peek through. So if I do, even if my very, very, very first layer is just black paint marks on my page, even through the layer, there's going to be this sort of play of transparency and opacity and, and things you can and can't see. But, um, again, I live by that more is more philosophy. So even if one layer, only a tiny little corner of it peeks through, it was worth it, me doing it. Cause it's creating this unique, interesting little area of space. Yeah. And also just in layering, the more layers you do, the more it's going to help you make decisions later on so that you never get to that point where you're like, what do I do next? It's because I just keep going that mm. I always have a next step, a next place to go. That makes so much sense. Yeah, I think all those layers like make the um, piece deep. This is, mm -hmm. yeah. The and it feels yummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more stuff you get on it, it just feels good, you know, to like touch it and as oh, it yeah, dries. Especially and... with the acrylics and all the, all the texture, you can see it, like fill it. Yeah. It makes it like more interesting. Mm. Yeah. I definitely admire you ladies for doing that but see now don't you want to don't you want to like start doing tons of layers <laughs> of stuff you covering your stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> um my style has changed with all these different things that i've been going through lately and i've been doing a little bit of the layering thing and it really is fun compared to just doing like quote unquote minimalist pages um having all those details there is really fun especially to go through afterwards so yeah I can see the value in it but I know that I'm very attached to my layers so maybe I need a class with you Roxanne Tell oh you would be like my over. favorite student <laughs> because I'd be like, I'm so uncomfortable see that little see that little corner you absolutely love now we're going to cover that with black paint entirely oh. And put a dead animal on top of it. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, it's just completely the opposite of what you guys both do. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's why I really wanted to talk to both of you guys today because your styles are so different. We always close off with practical tips for noobs. So if there was, a, there was someone listening today that's never art journaled before, Maybe she's done something like sketching or she's painted something once. What three tips would you give her to start art journaling right now? I think my three tips would probably be number one, just start, just, just make it happen and do it every single day. Cause that's the only way that you're really going to develop a body of work and a style. You got to do it every day. Even if you're not in the mood to do it, force yourself to do it and just do it. Um, I think the second thing is experiment and explore with a lot of different media and find the combination that works for you. Um, and then I think the third thing, and I, and I like to say this a lot to students and, um, 
the artist Chuck Close is really responsible for this. And he says something along the lines of, uh, you know, good work or, you know, work came out of the work itself. So you're never going to have that feeling of like, this is amazing. And I'm in this groove and, and look at this thing that I made without making a lot of work. So just sit down and get to work. I think that's the biggest thing is you just got to do it and you got to do it every day. I love that. I love that quote. I need to yeah, it's a good one. There's out. a really good video out it's there. That's it's yeah. fantastic. I must get that from you and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. I'll send it to you. That's it's quite good. a good quote to summarize all those feelings. Kate, what are your tips? Oh, yeah, I completely agree with you, Roxanne. And uh, the advice I can give is uh, uh, go outside, uh, find like a leaf or a flower, stick it on the page, cover it with paint and spray it with something else. And uh, you're starting the page already. And just, yeah, do something on the page, whatever if you want to do it and uh, do it every day and uh, yeah it's, I think it's just the practice mm. that's that's working here so kind of like practice leads you to where you need to be with your art yeah I would say so yeah awesome thank you those are really great tips thank you so much for talking to me today ladies and thank you for dealing with my pregnancy brain and all of that <laughs> and I learned a lot in this and I think that people listening also would have learned a lot and yeah so thank you so much thank you thank you thank you for listening to how she creates we would love to see how you create share with us on instagram using the hashtag how she creates if you love learning about creativity with us, please leave us a review and subscribe on iTunes. Grab your art supplies and we'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.